finding an identity and finding a sense of self that I was okay and comfortable with has been such a journey for me mm. that that's now where my fascination lies and being able to identify the dangers that exist for young people now trying to come up with solid identities themselves mm. and seeing it firsthand in like friends, friends of friends, people like friends, family and stuff like that, you know, it's just so hard nowadays. All right, guys, here we are again. Welcome back to another episode of Adventure Fit Radio. Today, guys, we have a chat with Khan Porter. Khan is a CrossFit Games athlete and a good friend of ours. So, um, caught up with Khan up in Sydney uh, a few weeks back. And, uh, and yeah, we had a great chat. Didn't really talk about exercise, well, at all. Um, yeah, so just went deep on some philosophical bullshit and uh, it was really good. So, hey guys, in case you don't know, in case you haven't seen and you just listen on Stitcher or, or, uh, or on iTunes, we're on YouTube. So, we have full video going out now. Um, all of our old shows are up on YouTube, but they're just still image with, uh, with audio playing in the background. Now, you have our pretty ugly faces on your screen, apart from Khan. Khan's a good-looking guy, so you, you luck, lucked out with this episode. Um, Khan could be our best-looking guest, actually, in fact. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think we've had a better-looking bloke than Khan on the show. So, get around and subscribe to YouTube. You can see Khan's pretty face, man, Tommy's busted mugs, and um, yeah, so full episodes and Micro content, so little snippets from the show will be found on our YouTube channel, which is Adventure Fit Travel. Not Adventure Fit Radio, but at Adventure Fit Travel's YouTube channel. So go and subscribe. But uh, also, guys, this show is brought to you by Audible. Head to audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio. Check out their full range of audiobooks, guys, and uh, make sure you jump on board. You'll get one free audiobook and you'll get a 30-day free trial. Audible is a sick service. At the moment, I'm listening to Artemis by... Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, pretty cool book. I'm also listening to, what else am I listening to? Just opening up my Audible. Um, well, I'm not, oh, I've got gut, uh, about the gut microbiome and how to, have a, how, how, to have a, ooh, how to have a healthy gut by Julia Enders. And I've got The Selfish Gene Ready to Go by Richard Dawkins. So pretty pumped, get on Audible and uh, won't let you down. This show is also brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. Guys, 2018 is going to be a barn burner. We have a few tickets left on our Vietnam trip. Iceland for 2018 is already selling fast. Greece is selling fast. We have a few tickets left on... Look, we've got too many, too many trips coming up to, to make mention of, but things are, uh, things are bombing along, so get your tickets held for a trip in 2018. You can use the code word RADIO to get 10% off. Guys, if you want to um, check out what we do, head to our YouTube channel. There's some videos of past trips and so forth. And uh, get excited. If you want to start your year with a bang or uh, just get off to a good start, travel with some like-minded people, do epic things, then head to www.adventurefittravel.com and check us out. Use the code RADIO, 10% off. Here's the show. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Discovery Rocker, go for the play. Where did we come from? Are we alone in the universe? What is the future of the human race? I'm with you if you want to live. I did. 
Show, my friend. Thanks for having me back, boys. It's good to be here. Mm. Tell us about um. You were just before we started recording. You were talking about um, psychology. Studying psychology. Where'd that all come about? Uh, it started at last year. Just I applied in. I know, just thought about applying and then did it one day, just on a whim, as is ninety percent of the things that I do. And then <laughs> uh, once I actually got accepted into one of the, like I sort of applied for a bunch of different courses, and I sort of figured if I got accepted into one of the decent ones, then I was probably should go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I got into the full like the Bachelor of Psychology with Honours, which is at Macquarie University. And I thought, fuck, like that's a pretty decent degree. So mm-hmm. I'll go and do it. And I did it. And it's really hard being back at uni <laughs> at, like, <laughs> at like 28 years old because you're kind of this weird anomaly where you've got all these 18, 19 year olds that have just had their gap year and yeah. that. And you've got all these like 56 year olds that are going through like a midlife crisis as my beautiful mother just finished her degree <laughs> at 60, oh, 60 years really? old. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, she studied? just finished midwifery. Really? So there's, there's, there's that camp and then there's the kid camp and then there's the way and you can. Yeah, you weird kind of like a half a pedophile, half like a spring chicken. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Like I can kind Dr. of- Dr. Khan, sorry, Dr. Khan. Yeah. Dr. Khan, kind yeah. of float with both crowds yeah. and just see which one accepts me. Yeah, no, it was cool. good. It was. It's. It's been cool. Um, like we were talking about as well. Like some of it's really dry, and some of it's not. Mm. Kind of, I guess, to, as applicable to what I want to do with it. But then there's been other things that have come across during it that I've been like, "Fuck, that was something I didn't even think about when I thought I was going to be studying psychology." Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool. Things like learning, motivation, like mm. all that sort of stuff as well. It's like really interesting and really different to necessarily just. You know, me walking in and going, "Ah, oh, sweet! I'm just gonna learn about everyone that's fucked up in the head." Yeah. And, yeah. So, so what was the reason then? Like, what's the what got you at 28? Like, why why are you all of a sudden studying psychology? Like, where'd it come about? I think, like, obviously, like we talked about this last time, I've got a massive interest in mental health and mm-hmm. stuff like that as well, and just going on my own mental health journey. And I just thought that for me, kind of. It just, like, I'm not going to be an athlete forever. I'm not going to be posting Instagram photos for a bunch of cash forever. And Mm -hmm. it's something solid that I can fall back on that I'm super passionate about. And ultimately, like, you know, we go through life and we figure out what makes us tick. We figure out what we enjoy. And I thoroughly enjoy, like, working with people and helping people. And I found that, you know, through just little things like talking openly about my own mental health journey and stuff like that, the number of people that then reached out and were like, oh, man, like, I this, I'm, I relate to this, I relate to this. So, you know, I got hundreds and hundreds of messages and still do. Like even last night I was chatting to a bloke just through my limited scope of knowledge and I just thought it'd be so nice to have a means of being able to actually help these people mm. with some sort of scientific backing rather than me just going, well, this is what I'd do. Like, yeah. but go get professional help, please. Like, yeah. And yeah, I guess that was the initial reasoning behind it. I really enjoyed it and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's opened up my eyes to like what goes into it and it's been super cool. The other really cool thing about it is um, like I studied when I did my last degree, I did a philosophy subject as an elective. And so going back this time, I chose a philosophy subject that was very similar to the first one that I did. Mm-hmm. And like, so the degree that I'm transferring to, hopefully is, you choose an arts or a science stream. And with the arts stream, you can choose a minor, a, a second major. And philosophy is just like blown my mind. It's the mm. coolest thing I've mm. ever come across. Like, mm. fuck, there was a period when I was studying it at the start of the year that I was going, man, this is like even cooler than psychology. But yeah. yeah, like, so it, it, it's, it's sick. And it gives me just something to do that's just like 
on my own. There's no like no one else involved in me being at uni mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, you know, I don't have business partners. I don't have other like coaches, athletes, fans, mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just me going to uni, studying away, doing my thing. And, and do you feel I'm like, like it's just super personally therapeutic as well yeah like just having 100%. that like some of the skills best you'll shit. never skills you'll never fucking let go of no you know? 100%. Oh, fuck like priceless skills yeah. exactly right like it's things that you know now yeah like i just i just know things that i've never like learned before and it's funny like you read books on psychology you read books on self-help but they're all written for the neophyte like the person that doesn't know what's going on there mm. whereas you're actually like no you're gonna now have to learn the theory behind this mm. And it's kind of then cool to like to put that sort of those glasses on. And the other thing is, it's a science degree, um, by and large. Like we studied in depth research study, uh, research design, and analysis. And it starts to make you think like, like there's so much bullshit out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting to hear kind of I guess academics takes on you know all these things, these you know hot topics that are out there, and particularly when it comes to things like self help and you know, that kind of pseudo psychology or folk psychology and like all these re- people quote that studies show X, Y, Z and yeah, it kind of opens your eyes to the amount of bullshit that's out there. Mm. And I don't know, maybe a little bit skeptical of a lot of different things, but yeah, it's just cool. Like you're right. It's therapeutic. It's great because you learn shit and yeah, like it's just I'm talking about like the, like the clinical approach to psychology there, like mm. a lot of the bullshit. Um, yeah. yeah. So like what some of the specific things or, you know, because I, I feel the exact same, man. Like, yeah. I, I feel that, like, there's a lot of stuff you read in a book and you're like, ah, what the fuck? Like, that's not really... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there, there was a really interesting lecture that we did when we were talking about, like, motivation psychology and our lecturer, uh, the first semester that I was there. Like, he was pretty cool, but he was this really dry, kind of sarcastic dude. And um, we were talking about it. And I think, like, he's talked about, like, different sort of drives for motivation, like biological, like physical, and then psychological as well. And he was talking about how like all these, a lot of these like motivational speakers and self-help gurus that they'll, they'll stimulate like all these biological drives that get you real fired up and yeah, yeah. firing off thinking that you're motivated, but they don't actually give you anything. Like it's just all fluff. Yeah, and it's, it's all kind trick. Of- it's kind of like uh, being a, mu- a magician. Seriously. It's like tricking people into, it's, you know, NLP. Like it's like when, when Tony Robbins up on stage, give me a yes if you oh, give me a yes if you agree. And everyone's like... Dude, that, yeah, that was you, that was you, the exact guy that he you, spoke about. You, you He's buy like, in, you know? he said that Tony Robbins was just full of shit. And I was like, fuck, this is a guy that people go and say changes their lives. Yeah, and stuff. I, I don't think he'd be, I don't think he'd be totally full of shit. Though. Like, I still think people could probably take a bit a bit out of it, but mm. like, there's there's hundred percent like science behind getting people to think they're motivated on the day, like building them up, yeah. getting them oh, pumped, yeah. and then you know. But that so, that still helps, even yeah, though it's bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah, still, a little bit of placebo helps. might still you know help, and yeah, well, and like like if you get fired up from doing that and then you immediately go out and make some yeah. drastic changes mm. in your lives then fuck full power to you that that's great mm. but I think he was talking about I guess like the science behind what they're teaching is yeah. limited but I mean look I, I can honestly say I've never once watched Tony Robbins or like anything like that but mm. um, yeah I kind of hate all that just like empowerment book like stuff like that's mm. never really resonated with me I'm like I right, give me like f- tell me to be empowerment Empower, feel empowered, but give me tools to fucking yeah, empowered. Give me something practical to do. That's the um, um, that's the thing I always thought with the power of now. You know, like the power of now. Mm, have you read the power of now? I've read the other one that a new world. Or oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't read world, the power yeah. of now. Yeah, and I, I'm I mean, actually rereading the power of now. Yeah, yeah, mm. and people love it, and I and I recommend it to people sometimes. You know, like people ask me a bit about like how do you start your journey in mindfulness? Well, I want something mm. to say, and I always give them the power of now and Dan Harris and the power of now, so many people get heaps out of the power of now, yeah. but I don't feel like I did because it didn't give me like 
go do this. Yeah. Whereas Dan Harris Dan, is great. Dan Harris was like, I'm just a regular bloke. Yeah. This is what I did. These are the actual steps. This is the shit, shit yep. I felt was bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, right. Well, I feel like it's an actionable thing to a degree, yeah. you know? 100%. And, yeah, and yeah. that's not, for me, that's what worked. It doesn't work for everyone. Like, so many people, the power now motivates them, you know? It's like, yeah. fuck that. But I didn't get as much, you know? But I think having that actionable part in it is rad you know mm. i mean i just finished uh reading what was it um that the subtle art of not giving a fuck which was great oh, and yeah. then victor frankel man's search yeah, for meaning which is also well brilliant recently. and um sort of like kind of left thinking about like, there was one passage in one of them i can't remember which of it was and i'm midway through this other one called selfie which is brilliant as well i can mm. give you the, i don't know if you've heard of it no, but i'll give you the author it. after it's really really mm. interesting um and i think like i find you know, like I've just got back from a trip through uh, like Scandinavia and stuff and I was doing these, these these workshops there. And in the workshops, I was talking about mindset and goal setting and motivation. And I kind of think like for me, and I've always taken this approach, you can motivate the hell out of someone, but there has to be something that switches inside of them. Yeah. And you literally like you can, and, and, I, and I say this because I, I've got people that I know, like a dude that I'm friends with and, and he's just unmotivatable Mm -hmm. like you can't offer him reward you can't Mm -hmm. punish him you can't praise him you can't really like nothing motivates him and it made me realize that you can you know it's the ultimate you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink and that to me like trying to deal with this like this this mate of mine and it's like you you have to like motivation to me like what is motivation yeah it's Mm. fucking bullshit like it's nothing it's a word like what is it's a non-quantifiable substance that you can get from watching mm. Tony Robbins. You can think you have motivation, but what the hell is motivation? Mm. Like what? Like it's you nothing. You need a habitual change. Definitely. Yeah, and yeah. only you can come up with that habitual change. So to pay thousands of dollars to see a motivational speaker, to me, this seems fucking stupid because mm, like yeah. what, what do you actually get out of that except feeling motivated? Like if, if you feel motivated, like what is that? What is that feeling? And motive? Like when you feel motivated, I mean, fuck, like you, if you don't do anything, it means nothing. Yeah. And it, like you really, you, you have to have your... Um, Oh, that's lovely. Mum, <laughs> mum's on the phone. This is what motivation is, mum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but you, you have to have that. You have to have your why. Mm. Like the find your why by fucking... Simon Sinek. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a really good book. Mm. Yeah. And like it was the... Motivation's good. Like you watch like an inspirational YouTube video about someone getting fit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking judge my life. Mm. But it's like if you just think of that and you go, oh, well, I'm going to get really fit because you know that's what's that's going to get all the cheeks for me and like mm. that you know it's very it's very extrinsic and it just doesn't lead to anything mm. yeah and I think like I don't get me wrong I'm a huge believer I love that start with why like I love mm. the idea of you've got to have something that's driving you to do that but to seek some form of external motivation yeah, I think that would be a better way of putting it to seek some form of external yeah. motivation, motivation to you pursue, can buy off the shelf to a yeah, to push yeah. you towards yeah. that why I think that's where it's kind of like there's got to be a better way and I think that's mm. where like for me it's having a why but for me the ultimate uh, and this is like where my fascination lies at the moment I was actually up till like two o'clock in the morning just reading and writing my thoughts on just identity because yeah. I think that pe- like and self awareness like self awareness is such a lost art and it's something that people don't have if you're not self-aware then how the hell can you motivate yourself to do anything Mm -hmm. and if you're always looking for something else to motivate you but you don't have that self-awareness to actually figure out why the fuck you want something Mm -hmm. well like all the external motivation in the world is never going to get you funny you said self-awareness i'm like so passionate about this thing at the moment Mm -hmm. self-awareness right because like i um my my housemate and i um um we were having a chat about this and cause he's like, 
He's and like he wants in the show, so I just rag the fuck out of him. <laughs> he's a real cunt. No, he's right. But um, no, nah, like I'll, anything I say right now, I could easily say to him because we've yeah. spoken about this. But like self awareness is, um, it's kind of this thing that for people that aren't into the shit, harder to find this day and age because mm. there's just so much external clutter yeah and it's just so easy to distract yourself that like if you the the best way to get to know yourself is to spend time with yourself Mm. and that's just become increasingly more difficult to the undisciplined to do but if you if you don't if you don't spend time with yourself then you're not going to be exactly what you said can't like you're not going to be able to figure out where you want to go in life what makes you happy and then from there mold a life that just continues to make you happy every time yeah and when you say that people don't spend time with themselves it's also like i think one of the biggest problems and it's funny it's a double-edged sword like i love social media i make a full-time living off social media it's a great vessel for being able to speak to people on mass about great things and and there are some people that use it for incredible good Mm. But it's also like this is now how people define themselves. You've got a generation, like that young generation that's coming through now is just it's going to be rife with things like depression and anxiety because you've got all these kids that don't know any other world besides social media. We, mm. all, we grew up in a time where social media didn't exist. So we actually we had 25 can. year head start of normal life. Exactly mm. right. Old life. Yeah. But then so, and the problem is like these, these kids, they're going to grow up and they're going to see them. Even now, like adults, we're switched into it. Like we look at social media and we see a highlight reel of all the people around us. And all of a sudden, all we're doing then is we're assuming that that's what we need to be because we're seeing that, which is, which is everyone knows that everyone knows that that's an issue. Mm. But I think the double-edged sword to that is that we also now, these idealistic lives are also accessible, but all of our failures now are easily accessible for the rest of the world as well so instead of just now having this these unrealistic things that we think we need to be striving for that we see perpetuated by people on social media we're also fucking terrified that if we strive for them we'll fail and those failures will then be on display for all these people out in the world to see and we'll be persecuted Mm. it's insane how willing people are to jump down someone's throat if they fuck up on social media versus congratulate them when they do the right thing did you hear about august ames Nah. So August Ames was uh, not that I know. She but she was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, she was um, really into anal and all that. I mean, I don't like yeah. August Ames. Yeah. I just get that in the show notes, possibly. Yeah, yeah. We'll chuck, we'll chuck her stuff up on there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Put, it, we'll put a clip in the in the show notes. <laughs> we'll yeah. put a clip in there. Yeah, we'll embed ten ten video. We'll and now it works from secretly our sponsors. Through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm better into coming my, uh, to you. From I'm better <laughs> into my iPhone and, uh, and I'll, I'll go over it before we put it in Make sure I double check across the iPhone. Fight Club style and just quickly flash little bits of her up on there. Yeah. yeah, but she um, committed suicide, by the way, what? just to take it. Oh, Jesus on a, Christ. That yeah. was a really <laughs> terrible segue into that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You should have stopped us so quickly then. We're just starting the podcast again, shall we? He slipped in. She committed suicide, by the way. No, I didn't. Okay. Oh, man. I feel like a horrible, horrible person. We weren't saying anything about August Ames specifically, just to save our asses here. But yeah, she she committed suicide um, just to bring it down a notch. That's insane. Yeah, fuck. This has ruined it. Um, But she committed suicide because she was asked to do a um, video with um, a gay porn star that I think was obviously going to jump down the um, heterosexual scene yeah and she we, said it'll be no. hard to do it soon. Yeah, yeah. just assuming yeah. you're having a coffee or something <laughs> yeah exactly oh you got a dick <laughs> but um she said no because she um she didn't want to increase the likelihood of her getting aids yeah um, right. which is like from a purely like um you know th- 
uh, non trying to. Oh, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but. Apparently, gay guys have an increased rate of getting AIDS. Or yeah. HIV, Do you think that you know? in the porn industry that have to be getting tested? Yeah, yeah we'll, tested we'll assume, but I just think it's more likely. For example, yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah, it yeah. makes yeah. Uh, I, I not, I'm it. not like trying yeah, to yeah. say anything stereotypical. No, no, yeah, we yeah, get yeah. It. We get it. yeah. Anyway, she copped so much backlash. Um, you know, you're a homophobe. You're this and that. And she clearly would have had some mental health issues already, mm. but yeah. uh, she committed suicide. And that's just like going off the thing of how how quickly people are to judge yeah. especially I mean everyone's so it's so easy to hide behind your phone and just go yeah. oh, well you know, it's an incredible book I don't know if you guys have read it is So You've Been Publicly Shamed by Mark Ronson and he, he oh, yeah. also did The Psychopath Test which is another great book yeah, and he's yeah. a brilliant author just in general but um, yeah he, he, he goes down a whole heap of parts like he talks about you know that woman that uh she sent a tweet about going to Africa and I think like weird that this is also another age so she sent a tweet going yeah. to Africa or something like that like with words to the effect of, um, like I probably won't, I hope I don't get AIDS or something mm. along those yeah, lines. Like yeah. a stupid thing said in like a stupid, throwaway line. terrible dumb, context. Dumb not she had like horrible. 200 or something followers on her Twitter. So oh, not sh- thinking that it's going to go out to the yeah, masses. Yeah. It got picked up by someone else that's like this disgusting human being. By the time she got off the plane, like, you know, it had just completely blown up. People mm. were dead. She still says she's like in the book, she's talking about she still gets death threats and stuff. Can't get a job. She got mm. fired. She lost everything for this one like little mistake just because, I mean, I guess, and, and I mean, obviously terrible. Don't make a fucking, yeah, don't make sure. racist jokes in yeah. general or don't make racist jokes on a fucking public forum. Yeah, like yeah. That. Anyway, it's probably silly more than terrible. Like yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. Dumb. It's dumb. Dumb. Yeah. dumb. Like, and yeah, but her whole life was just turned upside down. And there, there's insane. all these different stories with different people that he speaks to that that's the exact situation. Mm. They've been publicly shamed mm. through the internet. Mm. And yeah, I don't know. Like I look for, it, it's interesting. I always, I don't know, fuck, my missus hates it because I'll just get home and I'll sit on the computer and if there's a contentious article or something, she's like, e-, and then she'll just see me starting to get fired up. She's like, sees me reading comments. And it's just like, people just want to disagree with each other. People yeah. don't want to support each other. It's bizarre. I don't get where this collective kind of psychology of everyone's like, now we're all against each other. I know. It's like, yeah. um, I know. Look, we just had Simon Ho sitting in your seat half an hour ago, evolutionary yeah. biologist. I think it was when you ducked out to, to the toilet after the show. He, he said, we talked about how this is on YouTube now, whatever. And we've just started YouTube. But he goes, oh, how, how is it? With the comments, like, what? Because, oh, you know, he was hating it. Yeah, no, because mm. he, he was like, you know, I don't know some of those questions, like, I wasn't sure what my answers and, you know, whatever. Do you get like heaps of hate in the comments and heaps yeah. of, you know? And I was like, no, nah, bro, it's all good. Like, we're minimal fucking, like, but you look at Joe Rogan, for example. Joe Rogan has someone on, and then there's a thousand comments oh, going, yeah. that guy's yeah. a fucking cocksucker. Yeah. That's bullshit. What a fuckhead. Like, and Simon, like, he's sitting here in your, in your shoes, and he left the show. He's like, Nervous about getting hate mm. and vitriol for the for the for his theories on evolutionary biology. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Which that's is, the point. Yeah. That's the point that it's that it's at. But know? and then that's yeah, it's, it's terrible. Like I mean, by and large, I'm very lucky. Like the biggest social channel that I use is my Instagram, and for the most part, it's a pretty supportive place. Like yeah. the comment, I don't typically get very many hateful comments and stuff like that. It's different when I post to Facebook. I have a fraction of the followers on Facebook that I do on Instagram, but it's almost guaranteed, like particularly if I post something that gets a little bit of traction, that there will be a shit ton more negative comments there. And I've just started to dip the toes into uh, YouTube as well. And I've heard it's the same that YouTube's like the people just go to YouTube Mm. to just fucking vent their rage against the world. Feel feel better about themselves. Yeah. It's not necessarily linked to their like personal accounts Mm. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where I think though that like it's important to have that self-awareness we were talking about though. Mm. Because it's like if you if you you know 
I feel for me at the most part where I'm in my life, I feel like I'm a, there's a lot of things wrong with me, but I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware dude. So if I say something like, even just something like dropping the C-bomb on, on the show, yeah. or if I say something that's stupid or in poor taste, I can back it up by just me genuinely being an idiot. But like yeah. the, the, the one thing that I've been conflicting about having the um, mind mate, like the mental health thing as well, is that like, I wonder if I would be, because I try to be as authentic as I can be, mm. um, as we all do. But mm. I, I just wondered sometimes, like, will that um, more or less, like, trigger someone that I could yeah. be helping in the future? Or, like, would it, like, cause some sort of but, uh, controversy? I think, you I know? Think, and this is to, to your point before, like, you're talking about how people hide from their, like, their faults and their, their failures yeah. and whatever. Mm. And to, it's kind of what you're talking about, like... But it's funny, we, all, we always think like you're a little bit worried about that to your point that you just mm. made and people hide all that shit from their social media because they want to have this perfect life. But it's actually counterintuitive because they're the people that you gravitate towards. Yeah. You gravitate towards the people that are real and you can see through that shit. Yeah. But it's just yeah. not the by and large. It's, it's everyone is, let's get this photo fucking perfect, mm. all positivity, all positivity. When you see someone with like a mad following like yourself, you, you, I've seen... You know, you talk about mental health and a shit day and this and that, training's gone bad, whatever. Mm. That's a real person, you know, but that's, you're like part of the minor, minor, minor of the minority mm. and everyone's got that all, all positive outlook, but people actually gravitate towards real well, that's, people that can connect with. The way that I look at it as well is like when we're talking about that motivational speakers, like, you know, it's fluff. Like mm. the, the masses will still be drawn to something that motivates them even on a superficial level. So if mm. someone's there mm. going, you know, positive this, positive that, and I say it all the time. There's people I know that I'm like, fuck, man, like you are not in a good headspace. You are not in a good way right now. And you're there posting like, fuck, yeah, just mm. feeling so empowered yeah. and positive. I'm like, don't do that. Like yeah. one, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're putting yourself further in yep, the rabbit hole sure. by basically trying to perpetuate, you know, it's that it's that thing. They're trying to live up to that idealistic image that, that everyone needs to have that positive outlook. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're too afraid of that vulnerability and mm. showing that they're f- maybe failing to reach that. And it's, it's a vicious cycle because as they start to push more and more that they're in a positive headspace or that they're doing great things, they start to slip further and further down into that kind of depressed yeah. state where they're like, fuck, I'm getting further and further away from this idealistic image that I'm putting up. And, but people will still gravitate to that to an extent, but I think it's just like that, like the masses with motivational speaking and stuff like that. You can kind of see through it. You can kind of pick out now, oh, this is something with a bit of substance, yeah. which actually has a, this is what you've got to do. Don't just, just tell me, don't just tell me fit, like, you've got to be empowered and you're amazing and yeah. mm. you've got the power to change the world because it's fucking bullshit on a superficial level. I can't just walk out of this door now and change the world. There's mm. going to have to be steps that go into place yeah. to, to get there. And so- yeah, like I just, yeah, I think that's where the, the the people on social media and stuff that do actually do a good job with it are the ones that are genuinely authentic. And, mm. you know, like you follow people on social media because you expect to know, well, this is the way I see it, right, is, and this comes from when I was studying communications, learning like social media was just starting to be a thing. And one of the biggest things that everyone was saying at that point in time that it was kind of talking about how it was going to take off was like, if you want to build a brand through social media, you've got to be authentic and it's got to be really you because Mm. otherwise like, um, you know, people will just see through it. And Mm. it's funny, like, because I think I've gone sort of full circle with it all now where I can sit back and go, you know, I'm now being authentically me, but I definitely went from, I guess, through phases. And this is where like, I think that I've come back to this fascination with identity where I was kind of trying to figure out if I could conjure up my own identity through social media as that was the place that I had the vastest sort of amount of feedback instantly available to me. Mm. And then like I try, you know, dabbled around in all sorts of different things. And I think 
finding an identity and finding a sense of self that I was okay and comfortable with has been such a journey for me mm. that that's now where my fascination lies and being able to identify the dangers that exist for young people now trying to come up with solid identities themselves mm. and seeing it firsthand in like friends, friends of friends, people like friends, family and stuff like that, you know, it's just so hard nowadays uh, for young people to to define that identity. And mm. when you have so much fucking shit out there, yeah, 100%. so many just people that probably aren't even shit people, you know, you don't, like that are probably just decent, normal people in day-to-day mm-hmm. -day life, but just for whatever reason, they get on the internet and just feel the need to tear other people apart. Like, man, I don't yeah, know. It's bizarre. Yeah. Like, I just think that we're facing an identity crisis, like a global identity crisis. And unless someone fucking... Well, not someone, but unless like th th there's, there's a way that, yeah, yeah something's something got to change. It's funny it's that, that you mentioned like, um, that you mentioned man's search for meaning. So I listened to that when I was riding in Vietnam, riding, riding mm. through Vietnam. And um, basically man's search for meaning is basically Viktor Frankl in a concentration camp and his, his thoughts and how he kept positive, how other people kept positive. You know, he's a psychologist himself. Anyway, his whole thing was basically trying to find the meaning of life to a degree. Yeah. Like, what is it that keeps people alive? What are people alive for? And the whole, the, the title of the book gives it away, yeah. Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Like, how he was able to fucking stay positive, how he was able to make it through, how other people weren't in the concentration camps. Because concentration camps, it was all, you're, all, you're in the physical same state as somebody else. Mm. The thing that keeps you alive is your, your mental state. Are yeah, you ready to check out? Sure. Have you got something to fight for? Are mm. you strong enough or whatever? And it's all around fucking meaning and yeah. purpose and why. You know what I mean? And that's why... Like, to, to throw my hat in the ring just briefly, like, with AdventureFit for me, at, for the longest time at the start, it was so fucking hard, and I wasn't enjoying it at all. It was really... My mental health was deteriorating, and I was just trying to make money through this business. I was trying yeah. to make a, make a... Like, I had nice intentions, and it was a cool life, so I was helping people, but until I reframed it and figured out, okay, this makes people happy as fuck... This is my, that, that now is my meaning, my why, you know? Mm. And until I reframed it to be that, and that was what dragged me through shit times, yeah. like I was struggling like a motherfucker to stay happy, stay motivated, stay mm. this and that. Yeah. And then, but it was all just a reframing of the way that I thought about things. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, I'll just picture people that I'm helping. I'm like, right, I'm having a shit time. This isn't working. We're nearly broke. We're nearly bankrupt, whatever. And then I was thinking, right, okay, I need to keep this alive. It was a really positive impact, you know? Yeah. That's my why. And it really fucking helped me. And I think, yeah, like you say, like, People just want now to be followed. They want to be followed. They want to be... Yeah, well, maybe, maybe they all... Just, I just think don't people all, just want. Like I think want in general. People just want. There's no content anymore. There's this person has, so I want. This person can do, so I want to do. Mm. This person's been, so I've got to go. It's never... Fuck yeah, like... Where, what do I get value out of? And it, it's it's just a constant drive of want. And it's, we're drilled, it's drilled into us from the yeah. time that we're kids. I think I posted about this just the other day that the, our whole life we're conditioned that we should be striving for something, mm. that we should be striving for some form of success. The most stuff. Yeah, like, well, yeah. It, it, but it doesn't even, I don't even think it has to be stuff. Like it's even in some self-help books, it's like you should be striving to be happier. Yeah. You should be striving to be uh, more authentic. Like, there's mm. always a goal that requires you to be more than you currently are. Yeah. And I think that, Yes, there are times that we need to be able to do that. There are times and there are ways that we need to be able to strive to be better in, in all different aspects. But I think the danger comes when we also don't get taught the tools to be able to appreciate who we are, where we are, what we have. And, and like mindfulness, for instance, is a huge thing that I've 
really come full circle on. I used to think that meditation meant trying to sit there and clear my mind and someone with fucking ADHD and anxiety can't really clear their mind at the drop of a pin. Mm. In fact, if you try to do that, it will actually probably make you more anxious and more restless. So um, for me, I hated meditation. And then in my uni break earlier this year, uh, because I do have ADHD and I can't just fucking not do anything, I decided to do an online course in mindfulness practitioners course purely because I thought that that would then help if I went into clinical psychology later in life. And Mm. It was just something to do. And I was just blown away by how different mindfulness practices were to what I'd envisioned them being and how pivotal that shit. I mean, that shit needs to be taught at school. It does, mm. yeah. Kids need to have people nice. telling them this is how you actually appreciate, like even just simple things. Like, you know, you, you look at mindful eating, you get a fucking brownie there. You can sit there and just woof that brownie down without even thinking mm-hmm. about it. Mm. And then you're going to want more food straight mm. away. If you sit there, you actually think about how fucking good does this brownie taste? Yeah. What's the mm. texture like? How does it, like, does it smell? How does it feel? Like, you know, mm. how long chew, does the taste chew, stay chew, in your chew, mouth? Five yeah, extra times. Enjoy. Oath. Chew like, you're going to actually <laughs> enjoy <laughs> that brownie <laughs> and not then instantly be like fuck I want another brownie yeah. you know like it's a, it's simple shit like that that people just aren't learning and are being so conditioned to be wanting more than what they already have mm. and you know it's, it's it's hard you know like I have a platform in which I try to inspire and motivate people to 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 but to do different things but for for that inspiration I think it's also I find it really important particularly now with the headspace that I'm in and and, and the place I'm in in life to also try and encourage people to sometimes just stop and smell the roses. And you know, it's it's so interesting. You, I think you actually have it harder in a sense on that though because they look at you and they look at you and they go, oh, great rig, good looking dude, CrossFit Games athlete. Like you've got it easy, man. Like what do you know about anxiety and ADHD? And so like how, mm. how do you find, number one, is, has anyone come to you and sort of said that stuff? And like, and two, how do you kind of combat that sort of thing? Uh, do you know, like... <sighs> To be honest, not to my face. I'm sure people probably say it yeah. behind your back, but you can only kind of think. I think like, I guess, I don't know. Like if people do think that, then it says more about, I think it's a really sad thing to, it's definitely to look at someone and them, say. Like, yeah, sure. 100%. But yeah. at the same time, like, you know, like I get that they probably think that it's easy enough for me to speak out because I do have that. And it's, it's not the same for everyone else. But at the same time, like, it doesn't, it like, I don't know. I guess to them, I would say speak to anyone that knows me well enough that can sit down and go, I can tell you right now, he doesn't have it easy with that sort of shit. Like, you know, speak to my missus who then has to kind of like sit with me if I can't sleep until 4 a.m. in the morning because I can't stop twitching and mm. fucking where I get all, I have like a massive anxiety attack and I can't leave the house. You know, there's been, I like, there's shit that I've done with it. And I fuck, maybe one day I'll speak more like, I'll, you know, I mean, fuck, you know what? If someone actually said that to me, I would probably be quite happy to tell them some of the shit that I've had to go through with my yeah. anxiety, my ADHD. Like even, I mean, I think last time I spoke to you guys on the show, like for two years, I was misdiagnosed with bipolar and being mm. medicated for bipolar disorder. The medication for that's fucking horrible and it wasn't doing anything to help my ADHD, anxiety and the depressive episodes that I was having. And like, you know, there's, there's been this whole journey that I've had to go on behind the scenes. And, you know, social media is a highlight reel. I share enough so that I think that people can um, relate and take some value from it and, and yeah. that I can give to people. But, you know, there's a whole heap of, you know, the unsexy side, if you will, of all the shit that you have to go through. And, and for people that think that just because someone has a certain social status it's any easier. I mean, look at Robin Williams. Guy oh, was that's the, absolutely yeah. loved and that's revered and he still did not enjoy living enough to keep on going. Yeah. And, and the thing is, it's just miseducation. It's yeah. just the fact that nobody understands because people, and that, that's 
In my head, that's the person I was thinking of, Robin Williams. Mm. But you always see when a celebrity, Owen Wilson says he has depression. You know, I remember my mates, Owen Wilson got depression. What the fuck's that guy got to be depressed yeah. about? Oh, like, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, Hollywood, for sure. Hollywood, Hollywood <laughs> chicks, you know, Hollywood um, film stars, all the money in the world. But people... People, we see we prioritize things incorrectly. Mm. Like we and prioritize this, yeah. things and money and success and success like your social stature, which that doesn't have any Correct. fucking that doesn't have any bearing on your happiness whatsoever. No, or of your course content. it doesn't. No. You know no. what I mean? But everything that we learn in school, everything that we fucking put our minds to, is yeah. all directed in the wrong way. Because what you say, like about why aren't we taught mindfulness in schools? Like I was just my mates, just my best man, was best man at his wedding. He's just going through a divorce. Yeah. We had beers last Saturday night and he's like, mate, I just started talking to a psychologist and he's fucking telling me this, that and the other, all these like little bits and pieces. I'm like, mate, how about this? Like when I go through like a really bad period of anxiety, I actually do this. I read this thing to myself or I think mm. in this particular way and like little skills that I've learned mm. that I'm like bro science passing on to him, but mm. he'll learn with his, own, with his yeah. own journey and his own stuff that'll work for him. But that's the shit that like he's 32 years old. Mm. Like he's been through fucking 32 years of putting up with shit that he could have probably got around mm-hmm. if he had been educated about... First, your mind, your health, because that's got a lot to do with your mind. Mm. And then I think fucking the fact that we don't understand money. No yeah, one understands sure. money is ridiculous as money, well. Money, happiness. Like, that's and- so important. And then we, we learn fucking maths and we learn religion. And we learn all this shit that mm. is nowhere near as important. Unless mm. you want to you know, you want to do maths, go and study it at the end of your you know, yeah. year 11 and 12, whatever, go on and do maths in, in fucking university. And it's, but- it's, it's a system that existed prior to so much of the technology that we have. Like mm. literally, we have the answers to 99% of the, yeah. the general knowledge-based questions that we want in the palms of our, mm. yeah. pardon me, at least the Western world does, yeah. right? What we don't have is the tools to overcome a massive breakup, is mm. the tools to overcome if you find yourself completely broke, is the tools to overcome, you know, like like entrepreneurial skills and mm. stuff like that. You know, like there's there's so many things now that should have more. Am I yelling really loud because no, I have headphones on? It's we're okay. All, mate, mate, I just kind of only realized that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I was just wondering if I was just screaming at people. Sorry, off topic, tangent. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, we're not taught the shit that's going to actually help us. You know, we're not taught how to navigate through bullshit versus, you know, authenticity. We're not taught all these things that kind of... And look, this isn't a bashing on the school system. I'm not one of those kind of, oh, the schools are broken. Get the kids, you yeah. know. <laughs> like I, I, like that's so far out of my realm of understanding to even really comment on. But mm. I just think that there are things and there are skills that are so missing from young people's lives that that's why I think we're facing such a global epidemic of mental health cro- issues, like identity crisis and mm. all like this... this perpetual discontent and that that kind of is with the young kids of today and it's it's a discontent and it's an entitlement Mm -hmm. and you see it like you know i work with like young people i've got young people around me a lot and you just see like these these kids are just never happy they're just never content with what they've got they always want more nothing's ever their fault they feel that they're they feel that they're entitled to the world Mm. but they're too afraid to go and get it because then they also don't want to ever be at fault forever fucking up and being failure like it's it's a dangerous mixture i mean i don't have the answer to how to fix that unfortunately Mm. i reckon um uh like a really interesting take on it was um i can't remember the fuck said it but um they were talking about like the generational differences and our grandparents were, um, you know, suffered through the depression and all mm. that sort of stuff. And then they brought up our parents, mm. just teaching them completely about security. Yeah. You can get a job, settle down, like off have family kids. Home. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously we grew up with that abundance and our parents are very secure and happy. 
and they're well you know for the most part happy and they're mm. kind of like hey you know life is yours like take yeah. it by the balls you know yeah. and so we have this like real difference between where we currently are in society um, and our expectation level being up here and a, yeah. lot, a lot of that stuff just ties into the fact where it's like well we're just not performing so yeah. ju- we should just be bashing ourselves well it's the same as um, like we talked about it in developmental psychology in some of the and developmental psychology and stuff as well and how di- like different parenting styles and how they've evolved and that kind of we were raised as well you know like you said our grandparents sort of generation they had nothing mm. so they wanted and they had to fight and struggle for everything so they wanted their they wanted their kind of parents to kind of appreciate that but at the same time give them the world because mm. they didn't have it themselves and then our parents are kind of like you know we I know for myself like and you know I love my I have beautiful parents both of them and I love them both dearly but my mum was so kind of like you know you can do anything you want to do you're amazing even if you come 17th in that race out of like 20 people like every you could just do no wrong mm. and I think that that also just fuels the fire for a lot of these young kids now you know like I you know, that was just the parenting style of the time was your participation awards for yeah. everyone that took part. There's no mm-hmm. winner at the end of the competition. Everyone wins because you just had fun. Yeah, like, yeah. Which is bullshit because that's not how life works. Like, yeah. it's Capitalism. Teach yeah. them to fail because they yeah. won't fail in life. You're exactly shit. right. Yeah. yeah, like literally. Like, okay. Okay. Or, or teach them to go, okay, it, you know what? Okay. You came last. You suck at running. Mm. You're not going to be a runner. Yeah. So stop wasting your time trying to be a runner and thinking, fuck, you know what? I still keep getting these ribbons every time mm. I go running. Mm. Like, that's one of the big things I sort of like with the mindset stuff that I do with the guys when I'm doing the camps and stuff overseas or even with just people that I'm working with, Mm. like knowing when to push for something and knowing when to make something that you want to fucking work for it is a hugely, like there's a skill and there's a whole process that I outline for them to to working towards a goal, setting a goal and working towards it, right? Mm. I have a whole process that I'll teach these people to do that. But there has to be a point in time where you just like, there has to, you have to be okay with going, you know what? Fuck. One, I either suck at this thing, <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it's just if it's not and it, it's not yeah. making me happy because I'm not good at it. Um, and you know you can't do anything you want to do in life. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not actually yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so I'll stop investing time and energy into that because it's not a positive experience for me because it's not actually giving me any value. It's making me really like anxious and yeah, depressed yeah. and upset. Mm-hmm. And then move on from that. Like being able to let go of things, being able to let go of when you when you're wrong, when you're not good at something, when you don't want to do something, or like you know you say that start with why. And what I sort of say to people is like if you don't have self awareness, if you can't figure out why the fuck you want something, then when you start working towards it, it's going to be wishy washy. You're going to be like oh I like make excuses and all this sort of stuff, and you're not going to you're not going to get towards it. Mm. And then you're going to get frustrated with yourself because you just set this goal but you didn't get it. But maybe you set a goal that. You know, there's all these different things. You've got to be smart, measurable, bloody, or that yeah, fucking yeah. whatever smart it is. Goal. Specific, specific yeah, yeah, yeah. measurable, attainable. But where does it say that within that? It also has to be that you actually fucking want to have to do it. Like mm. you have to kind of want to fucking do it. That's the biggest and thing, man. Because like, we're not self aware, we don't fucking know. Yeah, like you can set like a super accurate goal. Like yeah. I'm going to like lose 10 kilos by the 48th of January. Yeah, 48th of January. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Jesus. That's really unrealistic. I'm not going to stop it. I don't know if that's a smart goal. He's like, wow. You could do anything that you want to yeah, do. Yeah, you, yeah. You, 48th I'll of do January. It. 18 days to January for you, son, yeah. because we'll do it for you because we love I don't you. Think you can do yeah. it. Yeah. Because you're entitled to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're nah. special. You're different. You can have 48 days. Yeah. No, nah, but like, you've, you're right. You've just got to, if you don't want it, like, yeah. I mean, I, I was dedicated my whole life to make AFL. Yeah. I fucking frothed it. Yeah. Like, I thought I loved it to bits. Yeah. And then, um, you know, going through like retrospect and thinking of, you know, coming into this sort of person I am now. Um, I wanted it because it was what society thought was amazing. This mm. is what society prized. Like, yeah. Sweet. Then I'd, 
be famous. I'd have tons of money. I'd be able to bang tons of hot chicks all the time. And it's just like... Three, I mean, three okay things to have. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, I still want it. Tanny AFL players out there that are doing that right yeah. now. Like, yeah. you guys are doing a great thing. Yeah, we don't begrudge the guys. With all the money getting all the pussy. Yeah. Uh, maybe a uh, career change potentially. Yeah. Let's cross it. You don't get any of those things. Yeah. We don't get much. Yeah. Podcasting's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, I mean, I just didn't make me, I didn't know that it didn't make me truly internally happy at the time. And I think a lot of people. I don't know. This could be a bit of a sweeping statement, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people just... What are you laughing at, Cam? <laughs> working salmon, did you say? No. Swooping statement? I got no, That's what I heard. He said... I should up every time, Gun. He said a swerking statement. Go on, did I not say sweeping statement? No, I, I know what you're saying. I thought you said swooping, but anyway. Swo- swooping. No, you said swerking. All right. So, look, this could be a bit of a sweeping statement. Uh, every, time, every time he fucks up, I pull him up. Just yeah, so you, okay. That's fair. It's yeah. good to have someone like that in your life. <laughs> it's good to have someone like that in your life. A swooping salmon, really. Yeah, but like, I feel like a lot of people Chasing the wrong, the wrong dream. Yeah, one hundred percent. Chasing the wrong, chasing the wrong. Look, how do you pick this up? I'm hearing everything slightly muffled. Except I feel like I'm fucking screaming. I'm so tired. I'm so tired from this this trip today. I'm just I'm picking up on everything because I can't let him get away because I'll just giggle because I'm just cooked. So swooping salmon to say the wrong thing. I'm. Do you know what? Within all of those kind of myself, I think I got what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. Swooping salmon just fucking don't want to. Do shit like people are doing the wrong thing. That's yeah. so true, the man. Wrong thing, mate. The wrong thing. <laughs> Ron. Oh shit, that's embarrassing. Um, but it's true, and it's and it, it comes down to that whole idea that we're taught. We constantly need to be working towards something. So yeah, man, for we sure. feel that we need to work towards something. So we just think, well, fuck. Like, what is a thing to do? And look, like I've been through it as well. Like, and I'm coming into this full kind of to bring it back to I guess CrossFit, which mm. is how I initially met you boys. Like, yeah, I didn't make the games last year. I just honestly didn't care if I made the games last year. And I've realized that for me, the greatest thing that I can use my athletic career for is the thing that I got the most value out of as an athlete was not going to the CrossFit games. It was not actually getting like, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram. Mm. It was not the kind of attention that I received for being an athlete that gave me the greatest satisfaction. At all. Mm. It was when people reached out to me because of things that I was doing maybe in that mindset and mental health space and they said, you know what, thank you because of this, 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 this and this. And then by no means do I believe that I'm inherently a great person in any capacity. However, like to think that I could have a positive impact on people's lives in something that is so much, in my opinion, so much more fucking important than yeah, being impressed by sure, how quickly man. I can move a barbell. Sure. Like that gave me such a new perspective on my involvement in the sport mm. and made me realize that maybe putting everything else on hold and sacrificing all these other areas of my life to try and make the CrossFit games was in fact not, should not be my primary goal in life mm. when I then potentially have the opportunity to invest in my studies, to to go and work with groups to do shit at least where I get to talk about this you know like I'm going with are you okay to Western Australia in a little while to go and do a talk Mm. about mindset and identity on this sort of stuff like these are the things that I get value out of in life and if going to the games allows me to get a broader audience to be able to preach that too awesome Mm. then that then that's 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 a good reason to do it in of itself but yeah like you kind of have to I think maybe go through a situation where you don't get something you think you really want like you said with your AFL Mm. to realise that well there's got to be more thought that goes into whether you actually want what you think you want. Mm. And that's where self-awareness yeah. comes in. And like you said, like self-awareness is a fucking lost art. People may, I've, got a, have it. I've got a question about, are you okay? Because I want to play devil's advocate with that. Yep. I feel, because I just don't know much about it, but like, apart from the fact that it's raising awareness about mental health, what I think is 
automatically always a good thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like, and I don't know if this is the premise of Are You Okay? But if, if I went up to someone and said, hey, bro, like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, and I know that's not specifically what it stands for, but like, like do you feel like that would help? Well, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think for me personally, fuck, like it's, you could almost say it saved my life when my friends came and asked me if I was all right. Because if no one had have said, we fucking know something's going on, I was spiraling down a pretty dark kind of place. Mm. So for me, that's why I picked, like, you know, I had a few different charities that my manager was kind of looking at maybe because I wanted to, basically we did the athlete shirts last year for regionals and um, like we sell a bunch of shirts and I said, look, I don't want the money. Like I don't need the money. It was just a really kind gesture. I just think though that I'm sick of kind of flogging these shirts every year. But I said, well, what about if we did, can I just give all the cash to charity to yep. the guys from the wildlife who made it? And I said, that's totally fine. I thought, fuck, what charity are they doing? So I just messaged my agent. I said, can you pair us up with one that I can give this money to? And she's like, oh, they're actually interested in ambassadorship. And I said, oh, like the message to me really resonated. But I think that I don't think it's necessarily like asking someone whether they're okay in the most literal sense of being yeah, like, yeah. D- like, you know, are you suffering from depression? Yes. <laughs> oh no, fuck. Let's do something about it. It's, it's, it's definitely the first step, you know, it has to be, it has to be done. It's like, it, I mean, for example, like my housemate Davey was in his room for he just... He wasn't working and he was actually had the flu, but he was, he was in his room all day, every day for like seven or eight days. And I was texting him like, hey, bro, you're good. Like, what's mm. going on? Because for me, it's like, like you with the mind, mate, like your thing is like providing a platform for open discourse, right? Mm. Without, for, for so many people, for me, for example, I called Beyond Blue when I was fucked because I didn't know what else to mm. do when I was at my worst point. And that was before I'd spoken to anyone else. Now I'll yeah. speak to anyone and everyone about it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Very, I'm an open book. But that first point for me to actually get on the phone because no one asked me, are you okay? Are you, do you have, because I'm not the person that people would think that. Neither are any of us three sitting here. Yeah. But I was struggling. I, I got up, up the, picked up the phone and called Beyond Blue. And they were like, yeah. hey, you can get a mental health care plan. You can do this and that, whatever. But if I didn't do that, I would have just kept going down the path of like you were talking about. Yeah. And I made that step for myself. But if someone had asked me like, hey, man, you look like you're fucking struggling. It would have opened the door for me to have that conversation, which would have got me to the point I'm at now where I can talk about anything and everything. You know, mm. like, so what, ma- what made you feel comfortable picking the phone up I didn't feel comfortable picking the phone up so why'd you do it then because I felt like I had to do something you know I got to the point and what happened what happened for me when this actually when I called Beyond Blue I was so unhappy I had so much anxiety probably going down depression path whatever I was driving back from the peninsula like Moines Peninsula where I grew up so like an hour from the city I was driving back on the east link and there was an emergency lane I saw the emergency lane 200 meters ahead and I'm like fuck this and I pulled over don't know if I started crying, but I pulled over. I was like having a panic attack. So I didn't know what to do with my life. What the fuck do I do? Yeah. And the first thing, which is obviously because they're good at the best marketing for, for a mental health yeah, organization yeah. in Australia, yeah. was Beyond Blue came to mind. I'm like, fuck. And it took me ages to dial the number. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. like looking at it. Fuck, how do I fucking say this? Called the number. Someone random that I've never even spoken to before in my life. Never going to see in my life. Yeah. But it was a fucking nightmare for me. So I made that call. After that, I spoke to my mom. Told my mom about it. She couldn't believe it. Whatever. Told my brother. And then, you know, now, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. But that mm. first fucking step for me, and which is the first step for most people, especially mm. blokes like us, especially yeah. athletic, you know, fucking hairy, fucking tattoos, like the, the typical guy that's not supposed to be anxious anxious and, and yeah. worrying about this stuff. Like my Stressing grandpa, about like the little things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're the guys exactly. That, that, you just go, what the fuck? Like, that, yeah. That, yeah. That need it the most, you know. So to your point with the are you okay, like I think it's, 
Oh, it's not. It's I not think my for me, opinion. I think it's. I, mean, like, I get what you're saying with the devil's advocate. Like that simple. The like the phrase "Are you okay?" is just a catchy little phrase. Yeah, yeah. The way that I see it, and the way that the company pitches is, it's actually, it's just being there for your friends. Yeah, like, being there for your mates, being there for even a complete stranger in the streets. If you see like. So, you know, someone, you know, because think about it. If you if you walked past in the streets, like a woman standing there crying, you know, mm. what are you going to do? Are you mm. actually going to stop and say, like, you're all right, miss? Yeah. Or it's giving that awareness for people to actually look at a situation and go, okay, fuck, like this person looks like they could need help. Mm. Be willing to help others. Fuck. <laughs> oh, you're kidding. Three nah, minutes. Really? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> That's fine. That was very fast. Uh, I know. Yeah. What's the time on the clock? It's because we fucking all speak so fast. I know. Like, yeah. We had like four conversations. <laughs> yeah, had good one. Who wants to just talk? Four conversations yeah. in one, yeah. in one fucking normal length conversation. Uh-huh. Just a full dump of like. <laughs> no, but I mean that's obviously condoned. We uh, obviously, um, Khan. Thanks for coming down and fucking saying good day. We got to get back to Melbourne, or we're gonna miss this flight. That's okay. But um, man, we need a when we, we get like cut. a five hour session, man. <laughs> yeah. Where we got cut? We're just starting to scratch the surface here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we're starting to get so <laughs> cool. Like, like deep. Why am I gonna have to go home and just talk? Should we go back to the gym? My dad and Kobe yeah. and we see them go, guys. I need to just keep talking. Yeah. I'm yeah. fucking lose my mind. Just blog the whole way back. <laughs> It's this frenzied oh, human walking down. So someone's probably going to ask me, am I okay when I'm walking down the streets? Because I'm so hopped up. They're going to make me start. Fuck. Yeah, we, um, we got to get out of Sydney, well, unfortunately. Well, next time in Melbourne, we'll, just, we'll, like, we'll all just have a fucking a full day or like yeah. a good couple of hours. Yeah. We'll have a six-pack of beer. Oh, she's right going to say, here. get like a fucking get yeah. a case. We'll sit the case in the middle. We'll, 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 get, we'll get drunk <laughs> yeah. and we'll just have a sick chat. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's it. It's always a pleasure, boys. I had a great yeah. time. Thanks for having me on again. Sweet. Yeah, mate, thanks for coming. Um, short and sharp with Khan That's but unfortunately we have, we have to get back to Melbourne it's my birthday today Khan I'm going to oh, 2020 tonight so we have, happy have to returns. run back for that birthday mm. time huh so uh, yeah so just happy, go home have a wank go to bed I was going to say straight to uh, 2020 then revolver surely <laughs> yeah, yeah. until 4am until yeah. 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 6am yeah. <laughs> 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 Monday <laughs> just go I had a terrible week yeah. <laughs> I had a great weekend but I'm going to have a terrible next two weeks we've all been there tis the season thanks boys tis the season that's a wrap Alrighty, thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed what you heard there, then please go ahead and leave us. Uh, sorry, subscribe. If you're a many-time listener and you've already subscribed, then please leave us a rating and review. Rating and ratings and reviews are very important to us because they help us climb the iTunes rankings and help keep this show viable into the future. Um, also. Everything can be found at www.adventuretravel.com forward slash radio. Everything that was in the show, so all the show notes, anything that was mentioned in there, links to everything will be there. Don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. If you want to mention that, go and subscribe on YouTube at Adventure Fit Travel. And don't forget our sponsors, Audible. So www.audibletrial.com forward slash ADVF radio and adventurefittravel.com. Use the code word radio for 10% off any and all trips. Thanks, guys. See you next week.